to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. Good morning, Humanity Church. My name is Juan. I'm a follower of Jesus, and he's wrecked my life. Um, And uh, look, this morning, Southern California, for those of you tuning in, It's awesome in Southern California this morning, yeah. It's awesome. Uh, And for those of you at home, uh, I wanna share a cup of coffee with you this morning. And I was thinking about you guys at home watching online, and I wanna encourage you that I really do believe it is an act of courage that you tune in. Because it is courageous to tune in to what is good. And that is an act of courage. So thank you for being there, you are part of this experience. And for those of you here, likewise, It's an act of courage to get up in the morning and everything that's happened throughout the week, it is an act of courage to connect with goodness. So good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, Turns out I'm excited to be almost anywhere, so uh, uh, that's awesome. Um, So I want to take us through where we've been. This series has been so enlightening. It's been great. So I want to start by reading our verses in Galatians that we've been going through. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. I like, Paul's awesome. The writer who wrote this, he's, he's all like, you know, against such things there is no law. I, I just love his sarcasm. I love it. I, I, I relate to that. So um, I want to take us through. So Nathan did an awesome job of setting up this series where he made clear that it is the fruit of the Spirit, that these individual aspects are not fruits of the Spirit, but it is a fruit of the Spirit. And these attributes, you can think of them more like, uh, like a gem. It's got little different facets So as we examine them, we see light hitting in a different way, and maybe over time we see them a little bit differently, but it is a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Scott, Scott did a great job, man, with love. He, it was awesome. Um, Yeah, and he helped us, me, see that, that love is a commitment of sacrifice for the other, for the other's good, for the other's living. It's really not a sense of well-being, right? Like when you eat ice cream. I loved that image, so thank you. Um, And then joy, the distinction that was made uh, in joy between happiness and joy. That joy is a deep indwelling that comes from God, and happiness is dependent on circumstance. Um, And then there was peace. Melinda did such a, an amazing job with, with peace. She helped me see that peace is this inner resilience that 
guards us against the assaults of the world. I love the image of the submarine having to be pressurized inside to ward off the pressures of the water. If there was no pressure inside, it would collapse. So good. Patience. So patience. Patience is not a passive act. Thank you, Anne. Patience is an act of cooperation. It's more akin to a dance than it is to just passively waiting. And it requires me to be in the moment. Like in a dance, I need to know where things are moving. And I need to be present. So again, that was awesome. And kindness. Kindness being a key to reconciliation. That was so powerful when Nathan spoke on kindness. So, and I get to speak on goodness. Oh my goodness. I get to speak on goodness. Uh, so I want to take you through some of, uh, I, wa I want you to consider this. I wrote these things down. Have you ever asked yourself, what is the good thing to do here? How do I make this good? Where is the path to goodness in this situation? How about this one? What can I do to bring the most good for them? See that pause that just happened right now? That's what happened to me. I have never asked these questions. I mean, it, it, honestly, I mean, dude, there's a lot of talk about character development and all in my house. I mean, it's a constant talk. And as I was thinking through this talk, I'm all like, oh no, for me, the conversations is, how do I do the right thing? How do I make this right? How do I fix it? Now, the thing that I do say a lot is, how can I look good in this situation? <laughs> Some of you know me, man. You're, you're, you're laughing. You're like, oh yeah, that really resonates with me. Yeah, go Juan. Thank you for telling the truth. Uh, now, I'll tell you for, for me what I think about goodness, and, and I do think about goodness. I look at it like this. So I see goodness more like a scale if I really start to think about it. It's a scale where, you know, I'm doing good things. All right, so goodness is winning. And then I do things that are not good, and goodness is losing. And, and it's this constant, constant, like, way and balance and good and, you know, I don't call myself evil, but just because I'm not reflecting deeply on it. Um, and then, you know, it's like I do these things. And, but what I found that's very interesting is that I really do judge myself first on my intention. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, they don't understand because what I meant was, see, and if they knew what my intention was, they would love me. They would see that I'm good. But you know what's interesting when I judge others? I just judge them on their, say it, actions, right? I heard the uh-huh, um, on their actions. Now, in fairness to me, I don't have access to their thoughts. But do I? Can you sometimes, if I was more charitable, could I see what they intended? Could I be more charitable? Could I be more good? I don't think so. <laughs> um, and as I was getting ready for this talk, I, I, you know, I went to the great mind of the universe, Google, and uh, I, found, I found an article in Psychology Today by Thomas Plant titled, Goodness, 
an underrated but much needed virtue. Awesome. And in the article, he spells out the world is broken. Interesting from psychology today. The world is broken. Goodness is needed. So go out and be good and model it for other people. Yeah, just me too. I was like, huh? How, 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 how do I model good when I'm angry? When I've been betrayed? When, when I can't see the light to the next day? I had an experience just yesterday. I, oh, when you've been betrayed, how do I model goodness then? I had an experience yesterday. I lost a $100 bill. <sighs> Dang it. Right? And I had people coming over. I had to go buy food. My wife's out of town, so it was all on me. And I lost $100. <sighs> so my son, he's all, look, I got money. We, I, got, I, got, it's money. I got the money. <laughs> I mean, I can I have money. But man, $100, it's not out of this world, but dang it. And all the self-condemnation. How do I be good in that moment? So my son takes me to where we're going to go pick up food. and So gracious, Josh, you're awesome. And, uh, and he notices I'm super quiet because I'm trying to get over the $100. And he says to me, are you still on the $100? <laughs> I said, I am. And he goes, do this, to, do this with me. And he takes me through this meditation to get over it. And you know where he learned that? From me. <laughs> and, 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 but guess who forgot? Me, the minute he said it, I'm all like, oh, dang, that's right. Thank you, brother. And actually, it helped. But without him, I'd still be complaining about the $100. Um, man, that just happened yesterday, man. Now, so like here's, here's where I'm at when, when it comes to goodness, right? It's like, it's, how do I focus on it? And, and you know, I was lost and whatever, so I decided to phone a bunch of friends, and I, I took a survey of what other people thought about goodness. I talked to about eight, nine people. It was awesome. Different walks of life different professions. It was, it was really, really good. And most people, when I ask the question, hey, what, what are your thoughts on goodness? How, how do we be good? And a lot of pausing. And they were like, oh, yeah. I had some great conversation. I had this one young guy who told me, yeah, man, it's like, I think about like self-control and patience, even kindness, and those seem actionable. Goodness, I don't, I don't know how to measure that. He goes, I'm looking forward to your talk. And I said, okay, thank you. Um, I, I, I spoke to another person who actually has a theological background, so she'd been thinking through how, how do I allow goodness to flow in my life? And that was a really awesome conversation. I had another conversation with, uh, with a couple, two friends that I have. Uh, they live on the East Coast, and I posed the question to them. And, and uh, he said, huh, you know what? I, I'm thinking about this, and I remember when I met my, the woman that would one day become my wife, and there was something about her. And he said, well, first, the thing that was about her is that she was hot. And I said, okay. And he goes, <laughs> but there was something else about her. And you know that awkward phase when, for those of you who have been dating and gotten married, there's the awkward first holiday phase? 
Like, how, am I supposed to invite you to Thanksgiving? And if and I don't, am I in trouble? I don't know what to do here. And what does Christmas look like? Well, they were in that awkward phase, right? So they're talking about it. And he says to her, well, you know, Christmas is coming. It goes, oh, yeah, yeah, awesome. So every Christmas I spend the morning and early afternoon working with a homeless organization that I work with, uh, been working with them for years. And, but you're, I'd love you to come. And actually, in that moment, he fell in love with her. And he said, hot is good, but that's what I want. That, like, that's, and these are good friends. And they're, I'm on the phone with them. They're getting a little emotional. And he goes, that's what I want. He goes, I didn't know then what, what that was. He was not in any way, really. He was kind of in a mushy spiritual place. And he goes, I, I didn't know, but that's, that's what I, right there, that's what I want. And he reflects back and he says, you know what I realized is that, and I'm going to throw a theological word, I'm going to get back to it. He said that I recognize that now, looking back, she was living a sanctified life. Meaning that she had set apart her life for a holy purpose. And I'll get to that in a little bit. And he goes, that's, that's the thing. And then I had a conversation with a, mu a musician friend. And he said from a very young age, he wanted to play music. He wanted to be able to play music. And he didn't know why the impulse, but he just did. And he didn't want to be rich playing music. I'm sure he wants to be rich. Um, and he didn't want to be famous. That wasn't that. He just wanted to be able to play music. And he said, all of a sudden, I found myself like looking up music, taking a music theory class. And then I found myself in a community of like-minded people musicians. And I would practice. Yes, there was things I was doing, but there was something else happening. And then I became part of a band and another band. And one day, somebody said to me, you're a really good musician. And he said he didn't know when that happened because it wasn't like he struggled towards that thing, but something in his way of being had been transformed. And that was pretty powerful. Then my thought went back to my friends and the sanctified life, I realized that my musician friend had actually sanctified his life to music. And a transformation happened. And then going back to my friend, his wife told me, yeah, you know what, I didn't really think about it, but I for years had been cultivating this practice of giving of my time and of myself for others. And things started shifting in my mind on this goodness thing. And I realized that I had been stuck in a category error. I had, and this is true for much of my life, I have this paradigm that says, I need to do things so that I can have things so then I can be the kind of person I want to be. And I don't know, but I, anybody here ever tried that one? Say hey, because I can't see you. It's like all kinds of lights, yeah? Okay. And, and have you noticed that you get better and better and better and better at doing things? And then people start recognizing, oh, you're pretty good at doing that thing. So then they want more of your time to do that thing. And then, yeah, you get to have some stuff, right? Accolades, money. But you never feel like, like you're being the thing. Like that hope that you would arrive or somehow, it, it just never gets there. And I realize that when it comes to goodness... Most, me, and the people I spoke with, we kind of were in this, we are in this category error, 
Because I believe that goodness is more like my musician friend. Like you sit with being. You sit with the thing. And yes, there are things you do, but, but that's not the motive. The motivation is that you are being a musician. You are being overwhelmed by the music. And I realized that in our talks, as we've been talking through, can anybody guess kind of what? There's a word that keeps coming up almost in every talk. Abiding, I heard it. So you guys know. You guys have been listening. That's awesome. Um, abiding. And abiding means that you are just sitting with the thing and enduring it over time. Not enduring in a bad way, but just enduring through the thing. So abiding, 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 abiding. Y'all with me? Is this stuff resonating? I want to read. I mean, you guys have seen this verse many, 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 many times, so I'm going to have them put it up here. But I want to sit with it for a little bit. Let's abide with it a little bit. It's from John 15. Jesus says this. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I'm going to ask that, uh, I know we're all in different places here, I'm going to ask that, that you go with me into a different category, just put it on for maybe the next few, few minutes, right? You don't have to put this on for the rest of your life. But if you would just put it on for the next few minutes, I want you to consider that, that the way towards goodness is not something that we are ever going to achieve. So in our goal-oriented world where power, might, and focus rules, I'm asking you to consider that there is a way to abide meaning to connect and be with God in a way that motivates the things we do and that the outcome is having this life of goodness, like my musician friend and my friend with the hot wife. His words, okay. Uh, um, and really, a good wife. And you know what's so amazing? I've seen my friend grow, and he, he, he is a good husband. And uh, it's just awesome. But I want you to consider that there is a way of being which then motivates doing, which gets you to having the life that God always intended for you. I'm old school, man. I was going to get an iPad because it looks cool for everyone. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to do that. Um, 
Abide in me. First John 4 reads, Beloved, God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and in his love. And, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. So how do we abide in him? And I'm going to tell you right now, guys, this is not a formula. So I'm going to spell that out right now. This is a way of being. How do we abide in him? How do we know that we're abiding in him? It's that we love one another. I want you to consider right now, everybody take a deep breath. Exhale. Who needs your love today? Did somebody come to mind? Yeah? Would you guys be up to sharing that name with one of your neighbors? I'm not setting you up for anything. Yeah? Go ahead. Okay, take, take a second. Just share that, that name, not the situation, just even the first name. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Now, I'm going to take a minute here and uh, I'm going to ask that if you paired up with someone that you right now, I'm going to literally give you a minute, just pray for that person and go. Okay, I may have given you more than a minute, my bad. So, you are abiding in goodness in this moment, this, and those of you at home, in this moment, you actually were abiding in goodness, and I know that you were because we were loving one another. And I know just because I've prayed prayers for people 
it, it's so amazing how God, it, it is not a self-centered prayer. It's for the other. It's for reconciliation. So we abided in God's goodness right now. How'd that feel? Yeah. And also painful, right? There's some suffering when we're praying for people that we love. And again, this is not a formula. And my words abide in you. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3 reads like this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the instruction of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither in all that he does. He prospers. Abide in my word. Very complicated word in the Bible, logos. It means way more than words on a page. It is this embodiment of, of God's love, truth, and reality. Adam and Eve were connected to God's goodness in a powerful way. We are by design made to be these vessels of goodness that shine so brightly that glorify God. And Adam and Eve, which means human and life, human life is designed to connect with the holy God creator of the universe, and we are made to abide in him so that we can expand the borders of all that is good in the world. Like, our mission is to become Eden expanders. Everything that is good in the Garden of Eden is what we are made to do, and you guys just did part of that by loving one another, by showing that you have someone in mind that needs your love. I want to encourage you to reach out to them. Noah walked with God. Noah walked, so he was abiding in God's word. Not only his word, but it was a relationship. That's what this means. They were so, Adam, Eve, Noah were so connected to God that they would just be in a conversation. And Noah in particular, it was a long conversation. It took Noah a hundred years to build the ark. So that's a hundred years of him cultivating this connection with God where he was being sanctified into the image and likeness of God. Just like my musician friend that was sanctified by music, he was being sanctified by this. And where that happens, best happens is in community group and humanity groups. I know we keep saying it, but I'm telling you, I had an experience this last Tuesday in my, in my humanity group that, dude, I just still cannot believe how powerfully God shows up every week Every week he speaks, every week he changes, every week he transforms some element of us, right? I see people nodding, it's like, right? How many of you had that experience? Give me a whoop whoop. All right, so if you haven't been to a humanity group, guys, I wanna encourage you to follow the whoop whoops, right? Talk to, talk, talk, talk to a whoop whooper and see, just, just 
test it. Just test it. See. I'm making no guarantees. God's the one making the guarantee on this one, that your life will be transformed by abiding in Him and abiding in His words. And here's the thing that, honestly, this week absolutely tripped me out about this, in this verse. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Abide in me, abide in my word, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. How many have like awesome confidence that God will give you whatever it is that you wish for? Like awesome confidence, like you're like absolutely. Raise a hand. Notice my hands aren't raised, right? So it's, right? But here's the thing. Abide in him. Practice this in a humanity group. Guys, we, we are going to beat this drum forever because we have seen what happens. God actually speaks. I have had people come to a humanity group and tell me, I cannot believe what just happened here. I cannot believe that God spoke to me. I cannot believe that God transformed me. And here's the thing. My story I was a selfish, self-centered dude who believed that you and the universe was created so that I can find my good pleasure in the world. Imagine raising that teenager. Like, like, I'm not exaggerating. I actually thought I woke up every morning and created you. Now you're scared, right? Yeah, you should be scared. I actually, I actually believed that that's how it worked, that people were tools. And what happened is that one day, Leslie, my brother, were harping me about this Jesus. And I was like, I was so angry with Jesus. I wasn't angry. Dude, I, by this time I had read the I Ching, the Tao Te Ching. I had written the, read the Koran. And who knows? None of it made me mad. Jesus made me mad. What are you talking about? Died, rose again. He's going to make things all good with you. Shut up. Um, and, but, but one thing, I found myself in this weird thing, event, and somebody spelled out Jesus so clearly to me that my life in an instant was transformed. Not all parts of my life. I wish. But some parts of my life got transformed so dramatically that one day I was at my brother's house and he pulled me aside a little concerned. Remember, I was creating the universe. Uh, so he, and he was a little concerned because he said, hey, what's up? What do you mean, what's up? Hey, yeah, why are you being nice to my He goes, yeah, you're being so nice to my dog. And I can tell he's like afraid. Maybe I'm going to give him bad news of my health status or something. Um, and I realized that I had been transformed by Jesus, that I no longer saw you all as tools. Like we were part of a living community. Ask whatever you want. Abide in me and my word. Ask whatever you want and I will give it to you. There are, look, there are some of us here, and I say us because we are a community whose marriages are on the edge of death. And both husband and wife are praying desperately for a way to healing. Abide in me and my word and just ask that it be healed. 
There's some of us here who are facing just terrible health ends. I mean, all kinds of nasty stuff. Get with a community of people. Abide in him and ask for healing. Because whatever you ask for, God will hear it. I don't know how he's going to hear it. I, this is not my playbook. It's his. There's some here who every night you go to bed and you're scared to death that your loved one's going to kill themselves. I don't know how God's going to heal it, but abide in him and ask. Ask for redemption. Ask for resurrection. How do we get there? This is goodness. That we get to suffer together. That we get to be together. That we get to ask together. And if you've never been filled, if you've never experienced that deep connection with Jesus, I'm going to ask you to do something super courageous. You do not have to do this. I'm not about to do an altar call, so don't worry about it. Um, you, I'm going to ask you that if you are craving for this deep connection with what is good so that you could be sanctified by God's power so that the burden is no longer heavy, like Jesus says, but that this transformation happens inside of you. And for most of us, it will happen instantaneously and over time. It's both. It's both. But if you've never asked Jesus into this space, I'm going to ask you to boldly just raise your hand if you crave this kind of connection. It's okay. I can't see you, but your neighbor can. So what? Right? And I'm going to pray. You just can repeat this prayer. Dear Holy Father, in the name of Jesus, I am going to confess right now that I have been playing the game where I have to earn everything in my life and I am utterly exhausted. This world, this life has not given me the answers and I confess that I have been rejecting you and pushing you out for a long time. And God... In, right now, in this moment, I'm asking for your forgiveness for rejecting you for so long. And Jesus, I'm recognizing that you came as a man, that you died on a cross, and that you came back to life to show me that there is a way to goodness, that there is a way to a connection with Holy Spirit with God and with you. And I am giving myself right now in this moment as fully as I can. And Jesus, I'm asking that you take me the rest of the way for the rest of my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. My friends, this is the good life. This is the good life where we feel it all and we love one another. Look, at Next Steps, if something changed today, please go up there. I know some of you, and, and talk to some of the people there. 
Let your heart be known because we want to know you. And the reason I want to know you is because you knowing me has changed my life in Jesus. So I want to thank every single one of you. I know a lot of you at home watching. I want to thank you for the transformative part you've played in my life. And in the name of Jesus, I want us all to know this is the good life. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.